the preseason capper tomorrow. Cardinals in Nashville take on the uh, Tennessee Titans. Then a week off, and then it's the real thing starting September 11th against Kansas City. Here to talk some Cardinals football with us. Longtime Cardinal insider Mike Jarecki joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. MJ, what's up, man? What's up, fellas? The man who knows more about the Cardinals than the Cardinals oh, themselves, remember. Mike Dragon! <laughs> remember that? <laughs> hey, uh, I got to tell you a story about Aaron Donald. So, McGinnis told me when they drafted him, it was the first, I think it was the OTA, and they had an undrafted free agent guy that undercut him. And he said Aaron Donald really, literally ripped his face fast off his helmet. So he's got this trigger, and obviously, you know, an undrafted free agent doesn't know how to practice, but he said he's a mild manner off the field, but when he has this little trigger, he's a different man. So oh, yeah. Not surprised what he did yesterday. Oh, I remember him choking. a face mask off the helmet? Choking DJ Humphreys in the playoff game, Mike. Yes. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe him. Again, I said the face mask came off the helmet. That's, That's unbelievable. <laughs> That's unbelievable. We've talked a lot, MJ, about the Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury's philosophy, and we know he wasn't playing veterans a lot in previous preseasons. We'll go back to last year. He's playing nobody this preseason. What, what do you make of this philosophy? Uh, and I know it's kind of the trend in the NFL, but I think Cliff and the Cardinals are taking it a, a, to a bit of the extreme. Well, I just think they can't afford any injuries and, and at key positions. Obviously, you know, you got three guys that are over 32 on the offensive line. You know, we'll see if J.J. Watt can play 17 games. I mean, at this point, you know, I look at if a guy can play 15 games, that's probably a good thing. So um, last year, yes, they only played uh, 11 snaps in the Chiefs game, but they went three and out, three and out, and three and out. I think Christian Kirk had a drop. They had a penalty. So um, I just think that, you know, they have a lot of older guys on the roster, and this is an opportunity for these young guys to make, you know, some strides. And, I was told yesterday between uh, Dorch and Andy Isabella, they've probably been the most improved players over the last two years in camp. So it's going to be interesting because they'll probably keep six. But I just think it's a situation where, you know, last year when I, even in the third year in the system, I didn't think they would start off 7-0, and but 10-2. and But, you know, Kyler was just humming. You could see the, the, the progress in the offense and then obviously going on and getting some veteran guys. So we'll see. But they're not going to start off 7-0 and this year. Yeah, no, that's not happening. All right, MJ is a guy who's been covering this football team for way back in the dark ages, like just like I have. What what do you make of the defense? Because it seems like they're sitting on a big pile of money. What's going on with with the lack of resources being allocated to this defense? Are they waiting? Are the reinforcements coming later? What do your instincts tell you about that? I think it's twofold. Um, I think they're obviously going to try to make trade for a corner, and maybe if the guy's not going to make your 53, you may have to throw a player in there. But then I also think they want to extend Jalen Thompson, Byron Murphy, and Zach Allen. So, And you also want to leave $3 million at least for IR guys. Now, clearly the IR, I think it's four weeks this year. So, And usually teams will carry at least maybe a couple million over. So um, at some point, I think they want to extend those guys before they become free agents. But Dominican Sue's out there, and, you know, there's talk about Cleveland and the, and the Raiders, but, um, you know, I like some of the young guys, but Sue doesn't miss games, and I don't think it's a money thing. So, 
curious to see if they would keep the Tigers. I, I know like, the Cardinals would have interest now. Does he have interest in coming here? Yeah. I like him because he 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 brings some nasty. You talk about Aaron Donald being mean. <laughs> well, Sue's mean yeah, and dirty and dirty. Teams. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a, and, and, and obviously they moved on in Tampa, so that that, that door is not longer open. So um, I think you know the Cardinals are going to have to look at the D line because the way I look at it is. You know, Vance had three months last year, just like any other coordinator, to prepare for the Titans. And they went there and they played really well. Now, I think they're catching the Chiefs at a good time. You know, they're going to use the fullback. Obviously, they got weapons. But, you know, they're going to miss Tyron Matthew. He was kind of the heart and soul of that defense. They bring in Eric Reed. So, Vance is going to have to scheme things up this year. And, and I just think, you know, when you get to a point, we talk about nickel defense, you're going to have to play a lot of dime defense. I mean, so you're going to see a lot of different formations and they may only have two guys with their hand in the dirt and they're going to have nine guys running around. So he's going to have to scheme it up the first couple weeks of the season. Mike Jarecki, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. You, you mentioned three players that the Cardinals would plan on or would like to extend. Marcus Golden, not among them. Marcus Golden hasn't participated in a while with what they're calling a toe injury, but he's also been outspoken about wanting to be taken care of. What, what do you make of the Mar- Marcus Golden situation right now, Mike. Well, I mean, he's to me, kind of, you know, I think Buddha's, uh, you know, I would say the leader of the defense. But I think Marcus Golden's kind of the glue of the defense. I think in the perfect scenario, he could be on that list too. I mean, he's making four million. He sees all these guys making more money, and obviously, you know, he likes to be here. So I think in the in the right situation now. He had more sacks than Chandler last year. I think he, he, he's worth more than $4 million in, the, in the open market. So I think they'll do the right thing. And, you know, I, I know the CBA is eight years away, but i got to think when we get to the CBA years from now, they are not going to allow these guys to hold in. You either hold out or you don't show up. I think you're right about that. I, I this is not. I, I'm not sure that this is a policy that works for teams at all. All right. Um, when, when you take a look at at the NFC West, where do you see? Do you see this thing kind of being wide open for the Cardinals? Because I, I'll tell you what. I watched Trey Lance last night, and I'm not sure that kid's ready. I mean, on paper, now the Rams. Obviously, they have a good team, but they don't have a lot of depth. And they've lost a couple of linemen. But Sean McVay, and obviously, if Stafford's healthy, I think everyone's playing for second place. And for some reason, the Niners and Cardinals have played tough. Uh, you know, Kyle Shannon does a good job, you know, with motion and, and, you know, getting guys in different spots. You go back to the first time they won against Isaiah Simmons, they targeted him. So, and we'll just have to see, wait and see with the Seahawks. But, yeah, I think everyone's playing for second place. And, and, and again, uh, the reason why, you know, the Cardinals could be a 9-10 win team is because look at the quarterbacks they're facing this year. I mean, it's murderers row. And that last year, go back a couple of years ago when they played the NFCs, who they beat? Dwayne Haskins, Russell Soul. They beat Andy Dalton, Daniel Jones. I mean, it was tail and hurts almost beat them. So this year, I just think they're facing a lot of really good quarterbacks that are franchise quarterbacks, and that's going to take a toll on that defense. Talking with Mike Jarecki here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Uh, the, the rest of the NFC, I think it's interesting, and I agree with, with your assessment of the West. I think everybody's playing for second place if the Rams can stay relatively healthy. But there's a lot of question marks in the NFC. I mean, Green Bay lost a lot. Devontae Adams not there anymore. They still have Aaron Rodgers, yes. Uh, the teams in the East, is Dallas or Philadelphia ready to a 
ascend. What about Minnesota? I mean, the teams in the in, in the South, Tampa Bay's got questions. They've had losses on the offensive line. I mean, it's. I, I don't think this is a very top-heavy NFC. Do you? No. I mean, not compared to the AFC and the young quarterbacks there. Yeah. So I, I, on paper, I think the Cardinals are one of the top six teams now. Their offense is going to have to carry them so they figure out defensively. But, you know, it's anything else. And Reginus told me a long time ago, you, you can go from the penthouse to the outhouse real quick. So it's a week-to-week proposition. You know, we didn't think the Cardinals were going to Detroit and get beat like that. They didn't show up that day. And then, I, you know, and I think Hard Knocks is, is going to put the cameras on and hopefully this team doesn't you know, full like they have over the last couple of years. You know, lose a couple of games early. Obviously, get yourself in playoff position, but you got to win home games. That was a problem last year. You got to win division games and conference games because those come down the tiebreakers at the end of the year. That's a great point. That the home game thing is something they really oh, do have to get. Remember better how at. frustrating that oh, got by the goodness. end of last year. Oh my goodness, MJ. Great stuff, man. Good to talk to you. Be well. We'll do it again soon. Love you, brother. Be well. Hey, hey, real quick. I listen to you guys, and I cringe sometimes when Bit talks about these stories because I don't know how far he's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, MJ, you and I got a lot of history. Some secrets are going to go to the grave with us, brother. Guess what? Amen, brother. But MJ. Colangelo, we went out there, and Dan obviously missed the interview, and he knew Jimmy knew, and he didn't. He was straight with them. And we also did a show from the Cubby Bar, I think it was when the Bears played the Cardinals. That was David Johnson's kickoff return. And we did the show there Thursday and Friday. The place got robbed, Nate. Mm-hmm. You know, we walked in there and there's cops there. I'm like, what is going on? It was unbelievable. Yeah, real quick, I'll tell the story for those who don't know. MJ and I were broadcasting live from the Cubby Bear, and we signed off. We left the bar. They didn't know us from Adam. The place got robbed that night. Somebody came in and tied up the night manager, right? We rolled back yeah. in the next day, and they're looking at us like, okay, who are you guys and what are you really about? Because ever since you rolled in here, things have gone wonky for us. Man. All right, MJ, let's get together and reminisce, bro. And then then in New Orleans, Dan has his friend sleep sleep in our room. Man, I couldn't sleep the whole night. (laughs) (laughs) See you, MJ. We got a real brother.